the thing about this podcast is I want to make sure that I get it right because I feel, and we've had conversations that your testimony and people's testimonies, like you have impacted lives and people are now impacting lives because of you. So that's why it's not that I'm nervous. I'm just super excited to have you on today. So yeah, for sure. Um, with that being said, let's start the show, everybody. Oh. What's up, everybody? This is Big Pep, and like you guys just heard earlier, got my boy Andrew Diaz on the podcast. I have my co-host, Juan Ramirez. Yo. And let's first off by saying, uh, Andrew, thanks for being here, man. Uh, thanks for having me, dude. Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. So. Yeah. We go a long ways. Yeah. I would say, what, 12 years, 13 years? About 12, 13 years, yeah. Do you want to tell the story or should I tell the story of go, how we technically met? Go ahead. Me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so you and I were both from Ventura County and we were going to Ventura College Community, uh, yeah, Ventura Community College. Mm-hmm. We were, I believe, in a psychology class. Yep. I don't know. We didn't know each other, but for some reason we hit it off and- and the good thing is we both have our degrees, so I can yeah. kind of say this now. Um, a buddy of mine the year before was taking the class, and so he had the test. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had the test with me. So every time I would take a test, I just kind of like look at the look at the answers. Ooh, and yeah. somehow, I don't know, Andrew and I, we got to talking. We we, we hit it off. And, I, and every time I would take the test, I'd be like, yo, Andrew, you want these test questions or these answers? <laughs> He's like, yeah, easy. So then. He would do it. We would have great scores. Yeah. And um, I always I always tell people that's a funny story because from copying on tests to now where you're at, a successful, I mean, a successful wow. everything, successful CEO, <laughs> a successful accredited investor. I mean, you're a certified firearms instructor. You're a, you're a father. You're a husband, a father of three. Like, you're killing it. So I just, Thanks, I just love how... It's been literally a full, full, full circle. Dude, yeah. It's been crazy going from JC and then seeing everything that's happened now. It's It's been wild. So let's start from the very beginning, which is, okay. I know you're from Ventura County, but let's be a little more specific. specific. Oh, yeah. so you want the whole story. I want All the whole right. story. We want the whole story. We want the whole story. Okay. Uh, yep. So grew up in Southside Oxnard. And then uh, from there, uh, we moved to like the North Side and whatnot. And... Um, had good friends, went to Channel Islands High School my freshman year, and then from there went on to St. Bonaventure where I played football and so forth. And that's kind of where, like, the turning point for me was one of the turning points. Um, both my parents are, you know, were very strict on me in terms of education and wanting to do well for myself. And uh, But Channel Islands, there was just kind of just a lot going on, and I feel like I pr- probably would have ended up with the wrong crowd. And so when I went to Bonnie, it was just this shift because I was really focused on football and and wanting to just do that, you know. And obviously I was too short. I'm like five six, but you know, <laughs> I, I, at the time I weighed like a buck eighty five or whatever. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, at Bonaventure, I learned this thing about championships and having the championship mindset. And Bonnie, at the time, I mean, we had won two state two state titles while I was there. Um, when I got there as a sophomore and then when I left as a senior and um, after high school though, uh, ended up having a kid young. 
How old were you? Uh, at the t- when I had the kid, I was eighteen. When he was born, wow. I was nineteen years old. So when we were in community college, you had your kid already. I had my kid already. Yeah. And did you? And were you? Uh, did you have like your own spot, or were you still living with your folks? Still or? living with my folks. Okay. And um, I had to get a job, right? And so I ended up working at the mall at Champs for seven twenty-five an hour. And Champs shoe Champs, store. Champs shoe store. Yeah, at the mall in Ventura, and. Uh, I just felt like this black sheep in the family, dude. Like my my brother and sister, four point five GPA students, both of them went to UCLA, and then here I am, the single dad at nineteen. Instead of going to a university, which I had good grades, I had an A average in high school. Here I am at now at JC, and it was just like this fucking slap in the face, mm-hmm. like shit. And uh, by the way, I'm gonna cuss a lot, so that's it's all good because we we cuss yeah. cool. Um, so it was like this fucking slap in the face and then so anyway i kept that same type of mindset that i had from bonaventure just trying to be a champion in life so then uh my days would consist of getting up at six i would drive to school at this time jc and then i would then go to work at champs afterwards and then i would come home and then rinse and repeat rinse and repeat i ended up getting a scholarship to calu um, academics academic scholarship and then so and i still didn't we didn't even have the money to cover it so i had to take out student loans and stuff like that just like everyone else and uh my days consisted longer and so i would get up at six go to school and then after school i would be off by two thirty three. then i would go all the way back to work and start at five and then be done by nine ten. and then after 10 i would come home eat a little dinner, take a shower, and then I would study. and But then rinse and repeat. Well, one of the days that I was coming home from work, and this is turning point number two for me, was uh, my mom calls me. He's like, oh, you need make sure you pick up uh, diapers for Tay. And I was like, okay. Well, at the time, I'm making seven twenty five an hour. I'm only working 20 hours every two weeks mm-hmm. nothing 140 every two weeks right it's, sh- it's shit so i'm like okay well i had just filled up my truck or my expedition at the time and i completely forgot i had no more money after that so i'm i go to uh fucking babies R us get diapers and the the payment didn't go through you were declined i was declined yeah. shit and i was like fuck and then I was like, okay. So I get back in the car and I just remember bawling because now I have to call my mom or my dad for help to to get these diapers. And it's just, at, that was like the lowest point in my life where it was like, what the fuck am I doing? And like, I'm trying to do all this other stuff though, like go to school and go to work and try to do well, but I was getting nowhere. I was like, fuck. So following day, I had my dad take me to Barnes and Noble. I, I've always been a book nerd mm-hmm. and I still am. I try to read about a book every two weeks. Um, but anyway, uh, he takes me to Barnes and Noble and turning point number three for me was there is this book. It was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, written by Robert Kiyosaki. And here I am, this poor dad, right? And the title of the fucking book says Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So I'm <laughs> like, okay. Oh, there's obviously something calling my name to read this. Well, 
I didn't have money to buy the book, so I spent the full time in Barnes Noble reading it. Okay, and I'm there with my son, too, who's crying and needs, you know, to get fed and all this stuff. But we stay there and I read the book and I learned three important things from the book. It talked about the importance of investing young and being smart with your money. It talked about business and it talked about real estate. Well, of those three, I didn't know what type of business I can do. I definitely didn't have money for real estate at the time. Mm-hmm. But investing seemed like this nice parallel for me because I was also into gaming. So I said, okay, well, what did I do then after that? Well, went back to my book nerd self. And every weekend, I would go and spend four to five hours at Barnes & Noble because I couldn't buy these books. I probably could have just went to the library now thinking of it. Mm -hmm. And I got books on those topics. I got books on trading I got books on investing. I got books on being financially smart with your money. So just like, you know, self-financial, whatever, and then learning about taxes. So I'm doing all of this on top of my education at Calu, on top of working, right? So and on top was, of being a dad. And on top of being a dad. Yeah. So it was a lot. And I remember there would be nights I would freaking cry and I would wake up just like, fuck, man, I, I, I want this to happen sooner. And I used to listen to Eric Thomas a lot, E.T., the preacher. Oh, yeah. And uh, I used to listen to him because he had, like, football videos, like, motivational stuff. But anyway, that used to help, like, motivate me to get going and, and whatever. So after some time, I finally graduated from Kowloon. And that whole time, though, I'm learning about investing and trading. And what I started doing at Champs was since we get an employee discount, we would get 30 to 50% off depending. So we would get Jordan releases. Mm-hmm. Now these Jordan releases that we would get, the sticker price would be 180 bucks. Okay. But we would get sometimes between 30 to 50 depending. Right. So I would then buy those shoes. I would save up money to buy those shoes. And then after the release though, on that specific day, if you didn't get a pair, you would have to get it on eBay or through another plug, right? Yep. Well, some of those shoes, especially like the Space Jams or whatever, they would then sell for like $300, $400, $500 on eBay. Mm-hmm. So I would buy it for 90 flip it for 500 right? But then, so then I started flipping shit, but then I started to flip other shit or fix shit and then do it on eBay. I started getting good at it where I was making about, you know, 500 to to $1,000 a week. And all of that money was just going into stocks, into things that I knew, such as tech stocks, biotech, et cetera. Well, 2014, just to pick up the speed a little bit, 2014, I graduate from Kalu. I barely passed with a B average because it was just so much having to deal with the balance of my son with work and school. And I would stay up studying the other shit that I thought was important too. And so anyway, graduate what'd you get your degree in biology so i got a degree in bio super hard everyone else was like super smart i used to fucking cheat off of people i'm not even gonna fucking lie i used to cheat off of people i used to ask people for help and even go to my professors for help because they knew they knew that i was this single dad and um i had friends that had a averages and so forth and i was like dude i'm gonna end up nowhere but one of the things from also reading these books is I started reading other books, such as how to influence people, how to talk to people, how to negotiate, how to just, you know, start a business and things like that. So then I used those skills to network with some recruiters that actually came to Kowloon 
and they were temp from a temp agency, but they helped people get jobs. Well, they also had a really good connection with Amgen. So I networked with these people while all the other A students were not doing that. Mm. So after I graduated, these people reached out to me and were like, hey, we know you graduated. We know you barely got to be, but that doesn't matter. You got your degree, but you have really good personality skills. And I learned those skills. So everything has a place. So when I was working at Champs, I learned how to talk to people, how to sell people, et cetera, right? Yeah. And so now here... I am where those those personality skills also matter in the workplace, right? And so even though I didn't have an A average or whatever, this temp agency helped me get a job at Amgen. And it was money that I had never even fucking seen. So I started as a temp, ended up getting full-time perm. And now once I got full-time perm, you know, six months into being a temp, I started my base salary was 75000 Here I am you know, fucking yeah. young, 24 now, making 75000 and fucking awesome, right? And I, I felt like, okay. Like you made it. Like I made it, right, to, to a sense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like all that hard work paid off. And then, but I was like, okay, I want, this is my time to capitalize. So I went back to school, got two degrees. I have a Master of Science in Biotechnology, and then I also got my MBA in addition to working at Amgen. And it's hard to cut you off, but also too, now making 75K, I'm assuming you moved out now, had an apartment, or were you still at home with your family? We were still at home for, for a little bit. Okay. And what made you stay when you were, I mean, I think anybody else, if they make that chunk of change, they'd be like, all right, mom, dad, I'm out. I'm going to take care yeah. of my kid, get an apartment. But what, yeah. what made you decide to be like, you know what? It's still not time yet. Because I told them that, if I just waited just a little bit and I don't want to make it seem like I'm mooching, right. I provided for myself at that time um, that that money would exponentially grow for me, which it did. So I put that money 75 K each. Well, after taxes and everything, I didn't need much. Right. Cause I was only living off of seven twenty five an hour for 20 hours. Right. So it wasn't much. So that a shit ton of money over 50 K from 2014 and 2015 went into stocks. It went into biotech stocks. It went into tech stocks. Long story short, 2016, I make my first million dollars. Yeah, make my first million dollars. And I'm like, okay. Then I started reading this book. It was called The 10X by Grant Cardone. And it was talked about, well, if you can make $1,000, you can make $10,000. If you can make 10,000, you can make 100,000. So I was like, okay, well, I just made a mill. How can I make that faster? And then that's where I started getting into day trading more. And at the time, I was more just investing. So 2017 or 2016, made a million. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into day trading. And my now fiance at the time, she was like, you know, you should teach people this stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't really know if I want to do that just yet. And because I grew up real traditional where it was like, you don't talk about money. You don't talk about fine. You don't talk mm-hmm. about religion. You don't talk about your marriage. You don't talk about, you keep things private. Yeah. So it was like, now I'm going to go on Instagram and Facebook or whatever and start talking about money. It just didn't seem right. But I tried it and I was kind of like this fear of like, okay. So anyway, I had this friend, she was left with three kids, single mom. She was working multiple jobs and I taught her everything I knew in terms of the stock market and investing and trading and 
long story short, she now makes between 500 to a thousand dollars a day. And she's a certified, uh, financial accountant and she does it all from home. Oh. Okay. So, and obviously those techniques work, right? Whatever I taught her worked and she obviously had to take it upon herself. So that was considered like your first student. That was my first student. Mm-hmm. I spent every day with this woman for about an hour to two hours a day, Jeez. every single day. And, and this was before, this is before I started the business, before the course became before official. The case. Yeah. Um, the story is remarkable, but I have so many questions because <laughs> I, I, I know this isn't even like, this isn't even the, this isn't yet. even the climax, the peak, but no, yeah. what I want to ask um, real quick is when you were going through, you know, Kalu champs, being a dad, living with your folks, everyone is, everyone in your, in your circle or, or your peers in college are either like, Oh, going to school, partying, going to school, yep. uh, playing sports, having, having a social life. Yep. I had no social life. Did, when did you, or did, did it ever occur to you that you're just like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm bound to fail. Like, cause it sounds like you've had, you have such a straight edge mind. Like it was almost like, like tunnel vision. Like I'm going to fucking make it no matter what. But did you ever have like a time when you're like, I'm going to quit or fuck this or like, Oh yeah. Every day, every day, every day. I wouldn't say every day I cry, but there would be times and periods where I would cry because like I would get on a D on a test or I would fail a test. And then like the teacher would be like, yo, like you may have to retake this. And I'm just like, no, I I can't even fucking afford to retake this dude. Um, There was a lot of time where I felt like I was going to fail and like I was getting nowhere. Even like, as I was getting up close to that ed of senior year where it was like, I don't even know if, if I'm going to get a job after this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of times where I didn't think, but what stuck with me and what helped me get through all that was ET and um, writing down goals. And I'll talk about that at the end of the importance of writing down, you know, what it is that you want to do and then just keep working towards it. So as I helped this lady, well, now a lady, um, I was like, okay, I need to, do something with this Mm -hmm. so i started posting on social media i made stock market wolf and um i'm a wolf is my favorite animal and then i obviously like fucking wolf wall street and all that shit (laughs) yep everyone uh, does yeah i was like okay so i made stock market wolf in 2017 i had no followers i was barely good i had no customers and little by little i was just posting content well 2018 i had about 500 members and it started to pick up a little bit and then uh 2019 i had about a uh, about a thousand members in the thing and but a thousand members that were paying me a hundred dollars a month so that's pretty good change Mm -hmm. 2020 rolls around and at this time i'm still doing my thing in the stock market and i'm still moving up the ladder in amgen and uh 2020 rolls around and fucking COVID happens right yeah it was perfect for me. Uh, How come? So everyone was home. Everyone wanted to make money. Some people even lost their jobs. And here I have this platform now that has been there since 2017 that now has a you know a track record of helping people. And people can relate to me because I was single dad, all this good stuff, right? And um, long story short, we go from 1,000 members to over 6,500 in a year or in 2020 2020 jeez just alone and that was the first three months we ended up topping close to about uh 85 8500 members at our peak that were paying me a hundred dollars a month 
So just do the math. 8,500 people yeah. paying me $100 a month. I was making $850,000 a month just from members. Just for your course. Just for my course. And so... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I want you to keep going, but I have, the, I have like too many questions that I just no, got to yeah, ask. It's like uh, a big one that I, that, I, that I had was, one, you didn't have to do this. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, I'm thinking, all right. No, I didn't you, have to. Yeah, you hit your million. I hit my mill. You're, you're working at Amgen. You're moving up the ladder. Yeah. You're, you're, you have financial freedom. Most people... Yeah. Would, would be selfish and be like, uh, you guys figure it out, especially because no, you because yeah. you have such a hard road. Like nobody else's road is as hard as mine. I'm gonna just like learn my shit, be rich, and yeah, and just conquer it by myself. But but yeah. what made you what made you decide like you know what this is this needs to be uh, spread, yeah, to, to like to to other people. Um. So for me, and this is the same thing of why I work at Amgen. And so just to just to hit the punchline. I went from seven twenty five an hour to now being an eight figure worth eight figures. To give you the exact number, it's over twenty five million dollars. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. What, what's your response to that, Juan? Jesus Christ! <laughs> he didn't know. That's no, the thing yeah. is that nobody knows in this room other than you and I about your story. And that's why I wanted to see nah, his face. That was, yeah. So <laughs> quite a number drop. Yeah. Um, so for me, once I started, once I made the mill, once I made my first hundred thousand, once I made my first mill, it was like this amazing feeling. And um, to me, once I started, once I got there, it wasn't. It was like okay, but I think for me, what kind of wanted me to help people is just a sense of fulfillment. And wanting to give back. And this is why I still am an, a manager at Amgen. So now I'm a manager. So then next punchline is I went from being a temp now to a manager and being able to help be that person to now hire people that may have been in the same situation that I was, right? Just mm-hmm. looking for a job, right? And um, make a six-figure salary. And people are like, why do you even go to work? Well, you know, the work we do helps people with cancer, with Alzheimer's, with a lot of different things. And I get fulfillment from that. I get fulfillment from the business because this is helping people with a financial now situation where like in 2020, I capitalized it for sure. Not just from the members, but then also my own stocks that I bought and now fucking I made a shit ton of money. Um, but those are members that lost jobs. Those are people that at the time were really struggling struggling and needed some help. And stocks was that thing that I knew could help them. So we had somebody to, to just put it out there that was he was living in a van and he had his last 5,000 bucks and he joined the program. And at the end of the year, he had over $45,000. Jeez. And... It was he he hits me up and he was crying and all this shit and it was this awesome. Just two weeks ago we had DWAC that went from twelve twenty five to one hundred seventy four dollars one hundred seventy four dollars per share, so thirteen hundred percent gain. Uh, on that specific day, I had three accounts. On one of those accounts, I made eight hundred thousand dollars in one day. I I posted it on my uh, social media, but I had those three accounts. It was over three million dollars in two days. One of my members had been with me since 2017, just kind of going through losses and and, and trying to figure it out and then started getting consistent. And uh, 
he hit that stock with us and he made 71,000 and in one day in one day and this was a different person and here this person invested in me right wanted me to help them and they just made 71,000 and now that's money that you know whatever they're going to do with it right it's it's life changing it's life changing for some people right and so uh we have stories all shit ton of stories like that someone buying a house someone buying an engagement ring someone being able to take their family on a vacation where they couldn't before someone being able to buy a car whatever i mean from the littlest thing to the biggest thing we have million dollar earners we have people that consistently make you know between 10 to fifty thousand uh per month it just it all depends and they're all from different walks of life from not only here within the states we have people in europe we have people in africa we have people in fucking dubai that are in my program um and this has grown to what it is so that is kind of like what keeps me wanting to do it is like there's so many people that are benefiting from it and the second thing is like it's a second stream of income for me so it doesn't really require much work on my part to be able to help these people because all I had to do was just make an online course that I spent a shit ton of time making and making sure I perfected it. Um, and soon to be at the end, um, this year we'll have a book that also goes out so then they can have something to read and stuff. So wow. then, uh, and go, goes over trading tips and so forth. So it's, it's being able to capitalize on like your brand on who mm-hmm. you are. And, and I'd still do a lot of stuff for free. So like, military police officers uh firemen paramedics we have a free program for them um especially now since today's veterans day right veterans veterans are all free um for a program that we have within our our thing um and then our top tier program they get a, a super huge discount off of but um you know it's just about giving back man and i think for me now where i'm at it's just about helping others try to climb up that ladder that I had to climb up and that I had to struggle with to get to and um, being able just to be a light. That's wild. <laughs> that's, that's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> this whole story is insane. Um, yeah. When, when you started the, uh, when you started the, the, the program, right. And I remember you had mentioned earlier, your wife was like pushing you to start the course. Yep. Was there a fear of like imposter syndrome? Like, 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 should I, should I do this? Why me? Like, like, did you have a sense of pressure? Like, what if I, what if I'd start this course and it fails or what if somebody invests in me and it goes, oh, yeah. it, it goes wrong. And all of a sudden I, mm-hmm. you know, cause the way I look at it is you're, you're either making or breaking people's financial oh, lives shit, goals, you know? Yeah. yeah. So did you ever have like a, like I said, imposter syndrome or feeling like, Oh, like I shouldn't be here. Or I shouldn't be doing this course or you always had like a confidence within you? No, I was fearful in the beginning because I was worried about what other people would think and say. Even my own parents were like, dude, why are you even doing stocks? It's risky and stuff, right? And then I had friends like, oh, all you're about is money now. And fuck yeah, all I'm about is money right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, but, you know, uh, I had to take care of my family, right? So, like, of course, fi- you have to get the finances first. But, yeah, in the beginning, it was it was rough and I just kept going and then I think what helped me keep going was once I started getting success stories from people and being like people I I, I swear people will call and fucking cry and be like dude you fucking changed my life and I'm like dude I didn't do anything I just provided you the content and I think for me it's not a I don't go out there saying like I'm this guru or 
or I'm this expert. I still don't even, I have a lot to learn, but it's just a matter. I feel like I can relate to people a lot because again, I'm a single parent. I went through the college phase, so I can relate to college students wanting to just have money to just buy food for the week, um, to being a working professional and finding time to even trade. So I've been in a lot of these people's shoes that I can relate with them and, and talk with them and really understand where they're coming from. And, um, that has helped me to keep going and being like, okay, you know, these are just people like me. But then the other piece of that is, okay, what if someone fucks up? Right. And to me, my thing is I'm going to give you all the tools to succeed. All right. So now moving on, Andrew, the next thing that I, that the next topic that we wanted to get into was, I feel like you were ahead of the game. So like, for instance, when I reached out to you about Mm -hmm. the stock market and just like, like how to get into it, what to mm-hmm. do. That was two, three years ago. And I feel like yeah. nowadays, like people are getting into it so much more oh, now. Yeah. I think it's all over social media, you know, and also too, I feel like there's a lot of uh, attractions to it because you mm-hmm. see people making quick money or you see like GameStop is popping <laughs> or the Dogecoin is popping or the fucking Shibu or Shiba. Like, yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your, uh, one, what was your mindset early on is to like, like it's, it's, it's now it's the time, like rather than waiting now, like that 30 mm-hmm. and also two, what's your opinion on all these like random, what do you call it? Uh, like stock market coins, uh, when, 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 uh, stocks go public, mm-hmm. like what's your opinion about all that? Um, and I just rambled a lot, no, but <laughs> so, uh, I started, well, again, cause I needed to make, not want to say money fast, but I needed to make, you know, sufficient amount. And again, I think the stock market has always been one of those things that can do that for people. And once I made my first thousand, like I said, and I was like, okay, I can make five, I can make 10 where now, you know, I average, you know, somewhere between five to $10,000 a day. Mm. And so, um, just from trading for a couple minutes, but. Um, couple minutes yeah a couple minutes 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 yeah like 15 minutes what time <laughs> the stock okay, okay. <laughs> what time do you start like like when you when when the stock market opens right which is currently yeah. at what time here uh the market opens here at 6 30 so what uh, so 6 30 to 6 45 you do your thing and then you make 10 grand yeah Fuck me. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Wherever you're thinking our jobs yeah. and our lives. Yeah. Like, our life choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so where was I getting at? Okay. So then I, I can see that it makes money, right? So that's kind of why I got into it soon. And then the sooner you get in, you can compound. So a lot of people just look at me as this day trader, but there's more than just day trading. And so not to get into fucking giving people a lesson here mm-hmm. right but day trading is defined as i'm going to get into something and at the end of the day which the end of the day the market closes at one but we have all the way till 5 p.m which is the after hours anywhere between pre-market which for us starts at 1 a.m for many other brokerages though it starts like around 4 a.m is the earliest you can trade pre-market so anywhere between 4 a.m to 5 p.m i'm going to get into a stock i'm going to make my money and i'm going to sell it at some point whether that I'm in that stock for 10 minutes, an hour, regardless of however long the duration, at the end of the day, I'm liquidating my entire position. That's defined as a day trade, buying and selling within the same day. Swing trading is I'm going to buy it today, maybe hold it for tomorrow, maybe hold it for a week, a month, three months, etc. 
it's a swing trade. Um, and then there's the long-term investing where I'm going to buy it today. I'm not going to look at it for a year or two or whatever. Um, so I do all of that. I day trade and the money that I make from day trading goes into my swing trading and then goes into my long-term investing, such as my blue chips that have, I've had since 2009. What, that is, what is that? What is that? Blue chips are like your, your big companies, your Facebooks, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Tesla. Oh, so oh. you, so you're also into just like your regular, like traditional investments as well. Like, your oh no. Stock. Yeah. That's how, that's how I've been able to get over $25 million is because the money that I make from day trading. So just to, give you guys numbers uh this year i'm obviously over three million dollars but last year i made two and a half mil the the money that i made from and that's from day trading that's not counting the courses that's not counting my salary that's not counting the other things that i do um so just from day trading last year i made 2.5 mil i'm obviously gonna get taxed but then whatever was left net that gets distributed into my blue chip stocks or other investments that can now that whole bulk grows for me. Whereas day trading, I'm only playing with somewhere between 10 to $50,000. Usually, Mm -hmm. unless it's like a stock that has really good news, then I'll put, you know, I'll fucking go fucking balls deep and put over a hundred K in it. But usually I'm paying, I'm I'm playing with 10 to 50,000 for any one stock. And I'm only looking for that stock to make anywhere between, five to 10% once I got in. So if I put $10,000 on stock A and stock A moved 10%, I just made a rack, right? And sometimes that takes five to 15 minutes. So, but now if I have multiple stocks that I do that with, then I'm making a shit ton of money. Mm -hmm. But if that same stock within that same day doesn't just make 10%, it goes and makes 50%, 100%, 200%. You can start doing the math on how much I can make based off of what I'm putting in there. Um, And that's how I'm able to make between five to ten thousand dollars per day, right? Jeez. So, um, where was I getting at? Just completely went back. Well, because the, the question was, we were talking about like, we, like when we when you started, because I feel like you started early on, okay, and, and yeah, that's yeah. why I mean it makes sense why your blue chip uh, stocks are from two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's wild. Cause, yeah, so they've been there. So then that's why I started early because now you have that compounding effect every single month and year that that money just keeps compounding for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get you a book. It's, it's a really good book on compounding, but that's why it's really good to start young. So then you could do it. And then that money will just grow over time. So if that money that you have now growing as a whole, or no, 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 I was going to day trading. I'm only able to make that use that small amount with the long-term investing. I have millions of dollars into one stock. And if that stock is making 10, 20, 40, 50% long term. Yeah. That's a shit ton of money that I'm making, right? So, but I, compounds. So, the sooner you can do it, the better. But that's why I do the day trading so I can make that money a little bit quicker. And then that money now goes into the long term stuff. Like my 12 year old right now is starting to learn about investing and trading. And I have a, uh, I already have an account for him that is making money. So then by the time he's 18, 20, 24, he should have a, a good amount of change in there. And that transitions to my next topic, which is what do you think about like the school system and like what they're teaching, for instance, like, like, like with the, within the, within the school system and the kids, like, would you recommend them teaching them about, I would say, let's just say like, like stock market early on or taxes early on, or, or do you think that what we have now in the education system is, is fine? Um, so it's funny. I was literally having a conversation with my wife about this 
the other night with with Tay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for, and I'm going to hurt a fucking lot of feelings at this point. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I think that the school system is there to do its certain thing and help you get a job in whatever field it is. So like me, biotech, I went to school to learn biotech and now, you know, go to med school, you're going to go dentist, et cetera. Right. That's what they're there for. For the other shit, such as learning financial independence, financial freedom, learning about stocks, learning about all this other stuff, I kind of feel like you have to do it on your own and being self-taught and especially like influence and being able to just talk to people because I had a professor and, and when I was doing my MBA that was teaching business, but then never owned a business himself. Oh, so it's like, how the fuck are you going to teach me about business? And I already have a business that is making money for me. Like I already know more than you, but you're just going off the book. How right? hard was how hard was that? How hard was that for you to like, I guess respect his teaching skills or knowledge, knowing that he didn't have oh, a business. Oh, we we butted heads. All oh, okay. The time. We butted heads all the time, and he hated me. I wouldn't say hated me. That's a strong word, but it just didn't click. But. I fucking passed this test and it was whatever. But <laughs> um, I think too, though, if it is something that is taught in school, a lot of people are like, oh, I wish taxes was taught in school. I wish money was taught in school. Well, motherfucker, you didn't even pass your fucking regular PE class. You know, so <laughs> how do you expect that if yeah, they had sense. classes on this, you would have been paying attention, right? The likelihood is, well, if you didn't pay attention in your other classes, you're damn sure not going to pay attention into these classes. Yep. So, a lot of people put blame on things when it's just your own fucking self. You know, it's like for me, it was I went and spent time in Barnes and Noble. I went and did all these books and read because I knew what it can provide for me. Mm-hmm. And I put the time in. So if you're not going to put the time in, you're not going to get it. I think for a lot of people, it's if you want something bad enough, for me, what I wanted was financial freedom. And I found a way to make it happen. So if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If you kind of want something, you're going to find a bitch-ass excuse as to why you still don't have it. And so I think with people, if you want financial freedom, you want to learn about stocks, you want to learn about real estate, you want to do this, put the time in. I'm, and I'm at fault too with I want to be fit, right? I used to be real fit in high school because I had a purpose for it. Now I'm just like a fucking dad. I have my wife It's like, why do I need to fucking go run three miles? Right. Uh-huh. So I don't want it as bad as I used to. So then I always have an excuse as to why I still don't have my six backpack. Right. <laughs> but that the same thing goes with people with wanting to be. And here's another example is they're like, oh, I want to be financially free or oh, I want to learn this. And I'm like, OK, I'll give you this shit for free. And I want you to learn this shit. And then I, who have made millions of dollars, will come and help you. And then nothing happens. They don't fucking even watch the video. They don't read the book. They don't hit me up about it. And then I'm like, I just gave you this for free where other people are paying me a thousand to four thousand dollars. Right. And they their fucking life depends on it. And I just gave you this as for, you know, for nothing. And you spend zero time doing it. And 
Well, the reason being the answer to that is because you didn't want it bad enough. You just kind of want to be financially free. You're content with wherever you're at. So with when it comes to that education question, it's a matter of you just wanting to put the time in. If you want to learn how to influence people, go pick up a book, go door to door. I have my son right now. Um, he wants to start a business. So I'm like, okay, we'll do a car wash business. And I'm going to have you go door to door asking people to wash their car. You're going to learn about rejection. You're going to learn about sales. You're going to learn about how to talk to people. And then you're going to have to provide them a service, which is wash their fucking car. But then at that same time, that money, you're not going to go and spend it on toys. You're not going to go and spend it on fucking whatever. You're going to put that money into your account and it's going to grow for you. And now you're going to learn more than you're going to learn from a book on the importance of all of those things, right? So um, to your to your question, I think if you want it, you just got to learn it and, and really put the time. Education, going to school is not the reason why you're not where you're at. Yeah. And, and um, as I'm sitting here, sitting next to you, I notice uh, some old Nikes, a no, regular, yeah. a regular T-shirt. I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see Gucci anywhere. I don't no. see uh, a Rolex. I don't see what, what uh, why, why not? You, 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 yeah. you, you can pay for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could pay for it. And it's funny <laughs> That question gets brought up a lot. And at the time, people would be like, especially when I was on social media, they'd be like, oh, well, if you have all this money, why do you have fucking old shorts with fucking old shoes? My shoes, these are fucking old shit. Uh, and I still was just driving a regular truck or a car. And mm-hmm. then uh, to me, it's not about materialistic stuff. Now, We'll get to there in a second because the next question is, well, you have a fucking nice house and a fucking Raptor, right? But mm-hmm. um, to me, my money keeps making me more money. I look at each dollar now as like a fucking soldier in my army. And I want that fucking soldier to make me fucking more money. Yeah. And so um, because it's about freedom. It's not about a fucking at the time when I was young, it was like, oh, I want Jordans. I want the Gucci watch. I want this. That's just a persona to whatever it is i don't understand it and at the time i wanted it because when you don't have it you want it right but then once you're around those people it's like there's really nothing to that person sometimes right and so for me it's like i don't need that stuff to show that i have money and i don't even want people to even know that i have money right aside from the people that are gonna fucking listen on this podcast but (laughs) (laughs) um where I think, you know, to me, what's more valuable is, is time because a dollar, you can earn it back. I lose a watch. I can, I could go and pay for another watch time though, time with my wife, time with my kids. I can never get that time back. So for me, my money provides for me. It's a tool that I use to provide me time to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Freedom. And that to me is the goal where, hey, we're about for Christmas, we're going to go to Utah and we're going to have this nice fucking cabin and spend time. I could do that all year round if I wanted to. We can go to Florida. We could go to Miami. We could go to Hawaii, wherever at any time. If my wife says, let's just go, I can drop everything and we would just go. Yeah. You're not going to do that if you if you're trying to impress somebody. And you, you know, I have, there's people, it's funny, I see them with, you know, a nice brand new car or this nice brand new, you know, especially not to 
fucking talk shit about certain people, but you you know maybe they have a nice Rolex watch or a nice fucking Louis Vuitton fucking purse, but then they don't even have five hundred dollars in their checking account or five hundred dollars to their yeah. name, right? It's like what are you trying to show off for? Um, so me and my money goes and makes more money, and uh, that's that's what I I use it for. And but with that, you know, we did buy a home. Uh, it was a million dollar home in Camarillo. Uh, paid fucking essentially paid the whole damn thing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raptor that I have completely paid off. And those are the only two like big materialistic things that I've ever had. Uh, but they all provide me something. Yeah. Right. So the house provides, you know, my family somewhere to live and it's somewhere nice and it's somewhere where we can entertain people. And then the Raptor is just a fucking sexy ass Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> The um you had mentioned early on that like the biggest fear that you had when you like when, during your come up was obviously like not being able to to pay for things for your for your for your for your family you know like you talked you you spoke about like the, the the day of not being able to afford diapers mm-hmm. um you talked about the fear of like and I mean you were also home for a good period of time with with your with your parents the fear of probably not graduating mm-hmm. what's your biggest fear now. I mean, I feel like, and this is obviously like surface, like Mm -hmm. you have millions of dollars, you have a fantastic wife, great kids, you work for a very, very, very established company, Amgen, but do you have any sense of like, what's, what's, what, what do you, do you fear anything anymore in regards to? No, there's, there's zero fear. Um, My my thing now is making sure my wife and my kids are given things, not just financially, but then also lessons like, I, you know, my son. And um, my thing is I want them to be able to have whatever they need in the event something was to happen to me. Gotcha. So my fear is not having provided enough value to them for when I'm gone. So, you know, as a father, my lesson is my goal now is to make sure my kids can learn everything that I can provide them in terms of lessons. So then when I am gone, they can be self-sufficient themselves. Mm. Um, And that's, that's my main fear is that I would leave too early before I can accomplish that. But aside from that, there's no fear financially. There's no fear of, of any person or or anything like that. One, because I fucking shoot, and one, because I have a big ass fucking dog that eats your ass, <laughs> which we haven't talked about yeah. yet. But um, yeah, no, that's my only fear. Um, when we were early on, early on, yeah, I feel like when you start something, you become and tell me if it's the wrong word, you become obsessed with it, right? I'm so obsessed. you you became obsessed with the with the day trading, and then. A few years ago, obsessed with jujitsu. Now you're obsessed with firearms, right? Yep. You are a, and I want to make sure I say it the right way. You're a post-certified firearms instructor and a range safety officer. But also in my experience, like I know that's like the right way to say it, but dude, you're a badass shooter because I go, <laughs> you train me yeah. for, for, my, for my profession. How did you get into it? Uh, what made you get into it? And then, I mean, now, I mean, I see you having courses with local law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, you have some pretty big names mm-hmm. that are 
coming to your courses and it's like, oh, now, now to top it off, like, oh, I'm a good shooter. And I also am the stock wolf. Like, yeah. How does this, how does this happen? Yeah. Um, you hit it on the head. I become obsessed with things that I want to learn and do. Um, so for me, once I, once we bought the home, I was like, okay, well, let's get security because at the time I was working late night. So we had a security system and I was like, well, if someone breaks in, that's still not good enough. So then we got the canine and, uh, we bought a police dog and he was only four years old. So he's still fucking young and ready to fucking attack anytime. And so once I got the canine, I was like, okay, so then we take him to training every week to, to obedience training and then bite work so then he could fuck someone up if he came into the house i was like okay that's great because this way if my wife goes and takes the kid on a walk she'll take the dog and then people as soon as they see the dog they just go the other way um which is what the purpose was right but then i was like okay well we have the alarm system we have the dog to fuck up someone but if they get through that then what and so i was like okay let me get a let me get a shotgun. And then I would talk about this stuff with people in the, in my, in my chat. And we have, again, people from all walks of life and I have a lot of military and police officers in my, in my program. And one of them reached out to me and was like, Hey man, I know you're into fire. You're trying to get into firearms and, you know, I would love to personally train you myself, but I'm all the way out here on the East coast and you know, where are you located? And so I told him, and then he connected me with this person, but that person only trained police officers. So, since I do a lot for police officers in terms of providing free education in terms of finances, uh, was able to pull a full string, pull a, f- uh, a few strings. Right. And so I started learning firearms from somebody that was in SWAT for quite a bit of time. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did one class and then I was like, okay, I feel comfortable, but I hate to be average. I never, I think that's another fear. I don't want to be average. Right. And so I was like, well, if some other motherfucker has a gun and that motherfucker breaks into my house, what's going to be the differentiation between me and them? Nothing, right? The only thing that will help me differentiate now is my level of training. So I was like, okay, fuck that. I'm going to go and spend fucking as much time with this person and other credible people in the firearm industry to teach me. So I learned from Navy SEALs. I learned from SWAT people. And today I spent over 800 hours of formal instruction that's a shit ton of hours. To put that into perspective, the average person probably works out an hour a day, five days a week. Let's just say that's five hours, right? Mm-hmm. There's 52 weeks in a year, right? You could do the math. That's barely 250 hours. 250 hours, yeah. I've done 800 hours behind a gun from pistol to rifle to long rifle and really learning how to perfect it. Well, I wouldn't call it perfection. It's not perfection. Take that back. But I really learned how to be proficient with it to where – I feel confident if that person had a gun, I had a gun. If you let me get my gun out, I'm fucking you up, regardless of who you are. Yeah. Um, so that's the level I wanted to get at. And by doing so, I got to know these people, and they put on courses for police officers and civilians. And now I'm part of their cadre where I can now come and help instruct and help give lessons to people and now get to work with local law enforcement and help them. And it's just been this awesome thing to go from knowing nothing in the beginning to now having spent over 800 hours and getting to network with these people to now being able to help them. And uh, it's really cool where, like you said, I took you out to the range. I've taken over, I want to say 75 private lessons from different people 
from different walks of life and different, you know, whatever their career is, such as security or, you know, officer, and they just wanted a private lesson to somebody that just bought, you know, a gun and, you know, a home with their, with their kids or whatever. And then working with a big group of people, like I showed you uh, last night, we had, it was like 25 officers and it was night shooting. So that was really cool. Um, so that's how that came to be about. And then from there it was, okay, I'm going to get the Raptor because now since I go to the range all the time, I'm not just going to buy, drive my BMW and both of which to show you how fucking frugal I still am it both were used. So my 2014 BMW, I got in 2016 used certified CPO. Uh, and my Raptor that I got was used. It was 2019, but I only had 25,000 miles and came fully loaded. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and, you know, I didn't go, it's still just fucking shit on the money. But, um, anyway, that's how that whole kind of persona came to be. And now, you know, I go shoot and I have my canine and just ready to rock. What, um, with you making, you know, you said you've had a $3 million, 48 hours. Uh, you've had, you say you, you do anywhere between 10 to 50,000 a, a, a day, you know, making money. Do you still get that, that adrenaline, that no. like tickling your balls? Like, Oh, I did it. No, no. Yeah. There's no, there's no excitement in terms of the financial piece of when I make money. There's no excitement from when I go and I, I can, you know, tell me to hit a target. I'll hit the fucking target, you know, where you want me to hit, I'll hit it. Um, so what excites you? Helping people. Okay. Seeing somebody be like, such as yourself, right? We go and we shoot. Your shots are, out, you know, not to put you on blast. We're fucking everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. And then at the end of the day, they're all fucking right. They're fucking pinpoint. And it's like, you're all fucking stoked. And I'm like, that's what excites me. When It excites me when somebody, it finally clicks for them. And they're like, dude, I just made money, but then now I'm I'm saving money. I was going to buy this, but now I'm using it to invest. I had a student that started with me in 2017 uh, that's now trying to do their own thing and start their own business, um, kind of in the financial field. A little bit different, though. And that, to me, excites me. Um, seeing my kids happy excites me. Um, so that's exciting. My own self stuff, it it's not exciting anymore. When I make when I made eight hundred thousand the or whatever, it, it's it's cool. It's it's nice, but it's like I've trained myself to be able to do this. Yeah. Um last the last two questions. Sure. All right. I haven't talked much this entire time because I've been just so <laughs> so blown away by your story. Thanks, but man. uh the reason I feel like one of the reasons Pep wanted me on this podcast was obviously to hear how crazy your story is and to be inspired <laughs> by it, which I am. But he also said, um, we relate in a way because now I'm in a position where I get to do what I love for a living every day. Um, it obviously doesn't make me a million dollars yet, <laughs> but um, he said we relate in that way because you do what you love. Is this something you always loved and always wanted to do? Or is it something you had to learn to love? Um, that's a really good question. In in terms of the stocks or in yeah, terms of like in, in terms of. Or? Yeah, the stocks more, the more stocks of that. More. Yeah, just when you got started and in getting into stocks and all that. Um, it was something the latter. It was something that I learned to love. Okay. And um, but once I started it, then it just became this passion because I saw what it provided. Um, but then when I started the business, it was just a passion of just wanting to help people, and um, I wasn't really focused on the money. 
right. I was more focused about wanting to give value and, and helping people. And I think that if there is something that you love, then just do it. Try to find a way to monetize it. Yeah. Right. Um, but as long as you love it, then I think that's what matters most. There's a lot of people that go to their eight to five and fucking hate life. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I think if you can get up every day and you're excited and, you know, and you live within your means, I think that's all someone can really ask for it. You know, it's not about, Oh, I want to make a million dollars. It's, I just want to make enough money to provide me whatever it is that I want. Right. Right. So I think, you know, if you like doing this type of stuff or whatever it is that you like doing, just keep doing it, provide value. And if the value is there and there's a market for it, then, you know, the money will come as a byproduct. Perfect. That's all the inspiration I needed. That's all it was. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. What a question. I'm Juan. <laughs> My one question of the yeah. I got a few more. Um so Warren Buffett, right? He he talks about long term investments. Make sure you can you expand your portfolio. You have uh Elon Musk. He'll 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 sometimes just say Buy this, buy that. You have uh, Kathy Woods. She starts her the ARC program, and she's into like mm-hmm. I think like a lot more like AI stuff. Mm-hmm. And but with all that being said, I wanted to ask because now the 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 hashtag, the go to the the thing that's like taking over the world right now is crypto. Mm-hmm. It's the Bitcoin, Ethereum. It's the the mm-hmm. the the small coins, the big coins. There's so many fucking coins. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion on that? Um, so, um, to be honest with you, I'm not really into any of those. Um, I think they're great. I think, you know, there is something that could be there. You know, I saw this this post the other day where it was like, it was this old Macintosh, you know, computer when it first came out or whatever, Apple or whatever. And it was like, imagine investing in it during this time and now wherever it's at. And that's what people are kind of saying about crypto where it's like, it's still in the beginning phase and it very well is, you know, and it, it is important. And I think it can be something that you put money into. But uh, for me personally, I'm just interested in what I know and what I know is stocks and what I know is like, if I'm investing in something, it has to be a business for me that provides a service and there's really good, what we call fundamentals of that business for crypto. It's like, you know, I, me personally, I don't know too much and I haven't spent too much time researching it where I can say, Oh, this coin is good or that coin is good or whatever. I think it's great. And I think with that though, it's helped the market in terms of not just that specific niche, but then also the stock market, because now you have all of these young people that are interested and that really happened and it's happened more recently throughout the years where um, you have these kids that are 16, 17, 18 um, that are getting interested. You know, there's a lot of stuff on social media. There's Wall Street bets and a lot of buzz around certain things that's getting people interested. And I think that's great and it, it's important. But then with that, you need to have the education. So it's like I'm not going to invest in crypto because I'm not educated on it yet. Um and I don't really need to because I make my money in the stock market. Um, but for these young kids that are educated on it, you know, they're making pretty good money. There's some people that, you know, bought Doge or Shibu or whatever, and they've made, you know, a pretty damn good penny. And that's great for them. Um, 
But if you're just playing with fire and you don't really know what you're doing, eventually you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people saw that, you know, in the stock market too. If you don't know what you're doing, you're just throwing money out there, you're going to get burned. And it's taken people's lives uh, where this young kid, he got into Robin Hood and got into options and he tried to wanted, he wanted to help his family out. Mm-hmm. And he ended up losing a shit ton of money. Well, it looked like he lost a shit ton of money. Ended up being a technicality, and he kept reaching out to Robin Hood and, and never got a response back. And then, and this is a true story, you could fucking Google the guy who killed himself because of Robin Hood, but, and ended up killing himself, this young guy, because he thought he was so much in debt, and it ended up being a technicality. Wow. And I think, you know, not to fucking put a sad story onto this, but it's important you educate yourself. So if you are into crypto, you are into stocks, whatever it is that you're going to invest your money into, just get educated on it. For me, I'm not educated on crypto, DAI, Shibu. Um, I have no interest in it. But if you do, just read up on it and make sure you know what you're doing. Jeez. Great piece <laughs> of advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, final few questions. Um, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a 19-year-old single dad yeah. living, living in uh, their parents' house with their, with their son, figuring out how the fuck are they going to buy diapers. <laughs> yeah. What what three pieces of uh advice do you tell that do you tell that guy? Oof. Damn. Uh don't stop. Uh keep going. And uh as the only opinion that matters is your own. Uh at the end of the day, if you could look yourself in the mirror and Know that you gave all effort. That's all that matters. You're going to lose friends. I lost a shit ton of friends. What I thought were friends. And um, there's people that are going to say certain things. And there's going to be doubters. And you may even doubt yourself. Um, And it's going to be hard. And there's going to be struggle. And you're going to have long nights. And have to get up early morning. But eventually... Eventually, there will be a light. Almost like fucking blood in the water and you're a fucking shark. And once you see it, fucking attack. And keep attacking. And then ultimately, you'll be the fucking big dog in the fucking lake. Jeez, that was strong. (laughs) Strong. Here we go. You know, let's just call it 100 years down the line. You know, you've already been long gone. When they say... Stock Wolf. Mm-hmm. Stock Wolf was blank, 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 blank type of person. Because then the next question is going to be Andrew Diaz yeah. will be remembered as blank, 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 blank. So as a, as, as a stock expert, yeah. you know, Stock Wolf, yeah. what do you want to be remembered as? What would you want it to say? Uh, stock Wolf or Stock Market Wolf oh. is uh, a badass motherfucker. Say <laughs> less. I love it's it. A badass motherfucker who helped change my night, my life financially or whatever, and and has helped me in some way, whether that be stocks or firearms or whatever, and inspired me to pursue whatever it is that that person pursued. So that's all I want to be said about stock market with is that I I lent a hand in some way. And as Andrew Diaz, as Andrew Diaz, uh, a father. 
Man, you're about to fucking make me cry. <laughs> no, a good father, a good husband, uh, somebody that was a real friend that would just uh, give you the shirt off his back no matter what. And uh, at the end of the day, when everything's said and done, you know, helped inspire or change someone's life in, in some manner. Hell yeah. Andrew, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> we've had over a 10-year relationship, friendship, yeah. and um, I, I really appreciate you not only dropping knowledge on this podcast, but yeah, literally, I call you, you give me advice, you give it to me straight, man. There's no there's no BS with you. Yeah. If I'm fucking up, you're telling me I'm fucking up. If, if my shot is wrong, you'll tell me my shot's wrong. If you know, we talk about the stock market, you, you point me in the right, no matter what, you always point me in the right direction. And I could attest to a lot of my boys, to Jordan, to D, like you are a role model, man. So appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate Juan and everybody. I hope you fucking enjoyed this episode. This was epic. Um, I appreciate our sponsor, our sponsor, Persistence Culture Media for always taking care of us. And how can we the viewers, the listeners reach you. Uh, yeah, you could go on my Instagram, uh, stock market wolf and find me there. And then, you know, hit me, hit me up with a DM and, or my website, stockmarketwolf.com and, uh, get in touch with me. Hell yeah. Cool. This is pep talk. Juan, any last words? I'm going to go join the program. <laughs> Goodbye. Hell yeah. We're out. Peace guys. Peace. Hell yeah. Bro, that was fucking amazing, man.